0: Hello, I'm Tash, and you're listening to episode 157 of Chat Disney. Welcome to another episode of the Chat Disney Podcast. For those very eagle-eared amongst you will notice that I am alone for today's episode. I am not joined by my partner, Mercedes, and that is because I am pre-recording this episode to tell you all about the plans for her upcoming hen party. As I record this, Mercedes is actually on her way to Disneyland Paris. If you are not a regular listener, you may be thinking, why on earth am I not going? Well, I am currently imminently due a baby, so I could not travel, unfortunately, to Disneyland Paris for this weekend, which is devastating seeing as I have put a lot of organisation into this hen party for Mercedes, but the most important thing is that she has a good time and she will be delivering some episodes once she is back to tell us all about her experience. So before we get into the main bit of the episode where I will be telling you how we planned the hen party, let's have a quick look at what has been happening in the world of Disney this week. So first up this week, we have some movie news and we have had our very first look at the new live action Pinocchio. And the image simply shows Tom Hanks, who is playing the role of Geppetto, and Pinocchio himself. And I was actually very surprised that Pinocchio in the live action movie looks exactly the same as Pinocchio from the 1940 original animation. Um, I'm very excited to wait and see what Jiminy Cricket is going to look like, if he's going to have been, you know, changed a bit or if he's going to look the same, but I can't wait for this film. It is coming out later this year. I'm not exactly sure when, so we definitely have that to look forward to. In other movie news, Turning Red has finally been released and it was straight to Disney Plus and it came out this weekend. I haven't seen it myself at the time of recording But I'm sure Mercedes will be bringing us a review at some point in the next few episodes. And to celebrate um, the release of Turning Red, Disneyland and Walt Disney World have been offering some unique treats to celebrate the film's release. So at Disneyland California Adventure, there's brand new photo opportunities. So if you're really into the film, go and check those out if you're over there. And Walt Disney World, we have some brand new feasting treats on offer so in Disney Springs we now have a panda dome cake which is available in Epcot at the Canada popcorn cart we have panda aid which is a coconut and pomegranate lemonade sounds very very interesting and even La Celia is getting on board and they are currently offering a turning red cake which is a citrus and vanilla chiffon cake with raspberry kool and strawberries which sounds very very yummy indeed my favourite topic, Star Wars. We've got some Star Wars news this, news this week and we have had the first trailer release for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that is coming to Disney+. Plus. In this, we've also had our first look at Hayden Christensen back as Darth Vader. So yeah, this doesn't mean an awful lot to me, but for any of you Star Wars fans out there, do check it out. I'm sure it's very, very exciting for you. And some secret cinema news, which is a little bit unusual here on the Chat Disney podcast. But they have announced that their next big world is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy, the Marvel Spectacular. So if you do love Guardians and you either love Secret Cinema or have never been to Secret Cinema, then I definitely would recommend trying to get tickets for this one. For me personally, if you're a regular listener, you will know that I'm not super into Marvel. So I'm not too worried about this one, but I know Mercedes will be desperate to get tickets for this. And finally, some very, very exciting news, which is relevant to the bride this week. Disneyland Paris have announced that they are having the return of a character meet and greets. And this was just in time for the 30th celebrations. And um, we have seen footage and videos over social media of various people hugging characters already. I've seen a lovely video of a little girl hugging Donald, people hugging Winnie the Pooh. So, yeah, very, very positive news. Minnie will be in her pantsuit as a meet and greet character. I know she's only there for limited hours during the week and weekends, but hopefully Mercedes and the rest of the bridal party will get to meet her this weekend. And that pretty much concludes everything that has been happening in the world of Disney this week. We're now going to move on to the main part of the episode, talking about planning a Disneyland hen party. (laughs) So I'm recording this episode on my own today, but along the way I will be joined by some very special guests, some members of the bridal party who also helped with the planning, um, who without none of this would have been possible, so they will be chipping in To speak about what they're looking forward to in regards to the hen party and some of the struggles and difficulties that we faced with planning a hen. Not only a hen abroad, but a hen party abroad in COVID times. So, yes, this trip has been a very, very long time coming. For those of you who don't know, Mercedes is actually already married. She got married to Chris, or Grumpy, as we refer to him on the podcast, last August. Um, And it was a beautiful wedding. Very, very lovely day. We were meant to go on her hen party last March. um, And with COVID, it just wasn't possible that it was going to happen. So we ended up postponing it for a year. And that is why it has happened this weekend instead. There have been several moments um, since I would say probably in the last five months or so where even it happening now was questionable. Lots of, you know, with COVID restrictions and travel restrictions and things like that, it was very up in the air for quite a period as to whether the trip would be going ahead. But thank God it did. Restrictions in both the UK and France became a lot more relaxed. So the party were still able to go and travel to Disneyland Paris this weekend, which I'm extremely, extremely glad they were able to do. So Where do you start when you're planning a hen party for a Disney obsessed girl? (laughs) So Mercedes always knew that she wanted her hen party to be at Disneyland Paris and I think even if she hadn't, it's something that I always would have planned for her because there's nothing else that I think would have been appropriate for her. So Disneyland Paris was always going to happen without question for her hen party. I think Disneyland Paris is quite a popular option for hen parties. Um, Generally, the hen parties that I've kind of seen on social media going are smaller groups. So this is a group of 16 people that is going. So organising anything for a group of that size can be quite challenging. And I think if you don't know Disneyland Paris that well as it is, and you have a bride who wants to go to Disneyland, or you just think that that would be a really good hen party, then you might be like, where on earth do I start with planning this? So we're just gonna go through and talk a little bit today about what we did, kind of the planning structure that we set up for this. And I'm gonna share with you some of the little things that we've planned as a surprise for Mercedes along the way. So the first thing that you obviously need to do is to set a budget for the trip. And bear in mind that a honeymoon, sorry, not a honeymoon, it's because we keep calling it a hennymoon because she's already married, a hen party to Disneyland Paris is not going to be cheap. Um, there are ways of making it more affordable by looking at, you know, where you're staying and things like that, which we'll talk a little bit about later on in this episode. But yeah, I think you have to decide either with your bride or with the group that are going what a suitable budget is. And once you've outlaid that, then people can either commit yes or no that they're going to come. Um, I mean, there are some positive things. So with us, we had a payment plan. I mean, we set up a payment plan for everyone. So as soon as people committed to coming, we got them to pay an initial deposit. And then we did a payment plan after that. And because it's ended up actually being like two years in the making, it's given everyone a lot of time to be able to kind of save and and pay it off, which has been one positive of it being delayed so many times. So I guess that brings us straight on to actually booking the trip. Once you know who's going, how many people, your dates, your budget, etc, etc. So I decided to book through Magic Breaks. Now, I would really, really recommend using Magic Breaks if you're going with a big group. Their customer service is, honestly, it has been outstanding in this. Bear in mind that the original trip got cancelled and postponed and there's been changes in terms of rooms and people dropping out because they couldn't make the new dates, things like that. Magic Breaks have been nothing short of excellent. I would say their customer service has been superb this whole time. So I initially went onto the Magic Breaks website to get an initial quote. And then they emailed me with some figures. And I would say I was quite a, not a difficult customer, but quite tricky in the sense of at the time of booking, we weren't sure on what our rooms would be. So I wanted different prices for different rooms. So a room of two, a room of three, a room of four. And they priced it all up in every kind of format that we could have. Um, which was really, really, really clear for for us and gave us like a really straightforward breakdown, which was great. Um, And then after that, I just phoned up and booked it with them and they charged an initial deposit. I can't remember how much it was, but it was around, I want to say, about £50 per head per person. And with that, that included the park tickets it included the hotel for two nights and it included the half board plus meal plan. Now, originally when we booked, the half board meal plan was included. And then when we came to rebooking, when the trip got rescheduled, it wasn't. So we had to add it on, but actually the price didn't change too much, I think, because they dropped the price of the hotel. Um, So it actually kind of all worked out roughly around the same, which was, which was really good. Um, But yeah, I will talk about meal plans a little bit later, but that's definitely something to bear in mind as well. With magic brakes, you can also add on your transport. So if you're going to drive, you can add on the Euro tunnel, you can add on the Eurostar, you can add on flights as well. Um, At the time of booking, the Eurostar prices weren't available, so they weren't sure how much exactly it was going to cost. And then we looked it up separately and actually it worked out that it was quite reasonable to just do a group booking with Eurostar. So that's what we did. We did it separately. The only thing I would say about magic breaks is make sure you do pay attention to detail when you get your booking details through. So when you book, if you're booking for a group, they will want to know the names of every single passenger that is going. And there were quite a few spelling mistakes and things like that. Um, that I had to keep correcting them on and then getting revised lists sent through and they changed the wrong names and things like that. So although they're really good with their customer service and they are quick, definitely make sure you pay attention with all your booking confirmations and things like that as well. Um, You will also need to designate someone as your lead passenger. So originally it was me. When I couldn't go, we then transferred it over to Mercedes sister. So yeah, I think just so they've got a main point of contact for the trip. Um, another thing as well, um, with Magic Breaks, they, because it was quite a large group we were booking for, they did offer us a little bit of a discount as well, which was nice. And that is something that I wouldn't have got if we'd have just booked online. So it's definitely worth, I would say, getting your quotes originally online. So you've got a rough estimate of how much it's going to cost and then emailing them directly. And then I think what they tend to do is they then kind of assign you a staff member who kind of manages your trip, Um, so I spoke with a lovely lady originally who I think unfortunately left during the pandemic when it came to rebooking the trip but she was amazing as I say she offered us a little bit of a discount she was just very very good very reassuring the whole way through the planning when you know we weren't sure if things were going to have to be changed and things like that so yeah they just really make you feel like you're taken care of I would say at magic breaks they also with payment they give you the option to either pay it from one person or what you could do is you can actually give out the transfer payment transfer details to every member of the party and then they would go on and make their own payment the thing with this obviously is if you've got a smaller group it would probably work but with a large group it seemed like it could potentially be a lot of chasing people to kind of log on and make their payment so it was easier for me to just collect the payment and do it all myself as one lump sum But you pay an initial deposit and then the balance is due around three months before. So depending on when you book, you've got quite a while to kind of make sure you get all the funds in. People can save up and get the money together, that sort of thing. So it is very, very good. Another great thing about Magic Breaks as well, which I think we probably have spoken about on the podcast recently when we've been talking about planning trips to Disneyland Paris, is that Magic Breaks are still offering the Zen guarantee. So this means that you get free cancellation up to seven days before your trip, which is really, really fantastic. I mean, I know now things have obviously changed in the UK and technically you don't legally have to isolate if you're COVID positive anymore. But if you got COVID, I don't know if most people are still going to, you know, feel like venturing over to to France and and to Disneyland, knowing that they're positive. So it's just worth bearing this in mind in terms of cancellation. If you book just before seven days. If you cancel just before seven days in advance of your trip, then you will get your whole thing refunded for free, which is really, really good.
1: Hi Mercedes. I just wanted to wish you all the love, happiness and magic in the world for your Disney Hen Weekend, which I know is coming up so soon. I'm so excited. (laughs) I think what I'm most looking forward to is just being able to celebrate your wedding again, which I know it sounds super backwards because celebrating a wedding on the hen weekend doesn't make sense. But, you know, we've had to adapt with COVID. So here we are. But I just think what best way to celebrate your hen weekend than looking back over the amazing wedding you had, the beautiful bride you were, and doing that with your loved ones in the most magical place on earth. Like, who wouldn't want that? I I think it's great. So... Yeah, I think that's what I'm most excited about, is just celebrating you being married in Disneyland. Wow, what a time. But of course, it hasn't been super easy planning this hen weekend in the midst of a pandemic. Um, that You know, there's been some changes in the transportation, last minute sort of updates on parades, fireworks, all due to COVID, of course. But but we're doing it and we're all going to make it there and it is just going to be the most amazing weekend. I absolutely can't wait. I hope you're as excited as we all are and yeah, just go and enjoy it. Enjoy being a bride (laughs) Um, and just have an amazing time.
0: I love you so much. So as Morgan alluded to the travel element of the trip there, let's talk a little bit about travel. So I already mentioned that you do have the option to add the travel on with Magic Break. So it's all just done through one booking party. Um, But for us, it actually worked out better to just book it separately. And again, that was a really, really straightforward process because we were a group of more than 10. um, You can actually do it as a group booking. So you can go on to the Eurostar website and you can fill in a form to get a quote, they will then email you, um, and they will give you the cost per head, and the total cost, and then you basically just call them up to book it, and again, you pay an initial deposit, and then you pay the rest a bit later on, and again, I think it's about six weeks before the trip is due to leave. And the deposit is really reasonable. It's again, it's about £25 per person, which is pretty decent. Um, with Eurostar, though, there is no free cancellation. So if you do then have to drop out, you would use, lose your deposit, basically, um, if you drop out before the final payment is due. Although I think there was a period where they were... Um, letting you transfer the trip but I don't know if they're still doing that so definitely something worth looking into. We're very lucky in Brighton as we can get the Eurostar direct to Disneyland most of the time, which is originally what we had booked, it was going to be, you know, a nice, straightforward journey, just getting up to St. Pancras in London, taking the Eurostar straight to Disneyland, and then there we have it. Unfortunately, a few months before the trip was due to leave, I got an email from Eurostar saying that there were going to be no direct trains going. So we would have to make a transfer in Paris, which is a bit annoying when you think how easy it is to just get the train literally directly to the Disney Village but they still made it quite simple. They sent an email with a step-by-step guide of what train to get and they cover the cost of the connecting tickets. So we then, or not me because I wasn't there, but um, we, the group then had to just pick up the tickets from St. Pancras. Um, And as far as I'm aware, this was quite straightforward, didn't have any hiccups, but I'm sure Mercedes Will let us know when she records her episodes about the hem party if there were any problems with picking up these tickets. One nice thing about the Eurostar is that they actually allow you to take a bottle of wine or Prosecco per person. So if you're making it a bit more of a hem party vibe, then you know, grab some paper cups and some bottles of Prosecco, and then everyone can have a drink on the way there, which is quite nice. There doesn't seem to be any limits. I think there used to be no limits at all, and now they are limiting it to one bottle per person, which is still quite a lot, depending on on how much you drink, of course. Um, But yeah, that's a nice way to kind of make it feel a little bit more hen party-ish. Another thing that we did was plan some activities and games for the Eurostar. So we put together a, a Disney um identify who the disney character is by their wedding dress game and then um one of the bridesmaids actually put together a like a series of activities so things like I guess the um disney film based on the emojis used and things like that like bride's scramble word games those sorts of things as well so just little things like that any kind of touches that you can use to make it a bit more kind of fun and hen party-ish just to kind of you know show that you've put a bit of attention into detail then yeah definitely do stuff like that for the journey there just to make it a little bit more fun. If your budget covers it then put together um some kind of hen party weekend packs and divvy them out on the Eurostar. So that's one thing we did we included things just like you know sweets for some energy chocolates um we bought some customized mercedes hen party badges from etsy with a little picture of princess jasmine on it because it's mercedes favorite disney princess um we included the games the itinerary in these packs Um, and some other little bits and bobs. Um, And again, just to kind of, you know, entertain people on on the Eurostar is something to give out and kind of tie it together as being a hen party makes it feel a little bit more special. So let's talk a little bit about accommodation. So we decided to book the Newport Bay Hotel for Mercedes hen because I know it is her favourite Disney hotel. Um, She hasn't stayed at the Disneyland Hotel and the um, Hotel New York, which is now the Art of Marvel. Um, She hasn't stayed in since it's had the facelift either. So I know she said before that the Newport Bay is her favourite hotels. It is one of the pricier ones in general. Um, So if you did want to do the trip on more of a budget, I would recommend having a look at um, Sequoia Lodge as kind of more of a mid-range hotel or you've got Hotel Cheyenne and Santa Fe as well, um, which might make it a little bit more affordable. For us, when we originally booked, there wasn't any price difference really between Sequoia Lodge and the Newport Bay. So it was kind of a no brainer to go for Newport Bay, just being that it is one of the nicer hotels and being that it's a hen party made it feel that little bit more special. They've also got quite a nice pool there and we when we were planning thought it would be nice to because we wanted it to be obviously you know a classic Disney trip but then we also wanted it to feel very hen party as well and not kind of your average trip because Mercedes goes to Disneyland Paris so much we wanted it to feel a little bit different so one benefit of having the pool there we decided that it would be nice to have a bit of a spa morning which we decided would actually happen on the Sunday so in our little kind of weekend packs we put together some spa packs with face masks and herbal teas and things like that and we just thought it'd be nice for people to kind of go down and meet early before breakfast and just have you know an hour or so just sort of chilling and relaxing around the pool because I think generally on a Disney trip that's not something that you really have time to do you're so much about getting into the parks and making the most of it going on the rides seeing the shows etc etc so we just thought it would be nice to kind of signify it as a little bit of a different trip. Um one thing with hotels is obviously you do have to think about rooms. Now we were quite lucky. I mean, it's still a mixed group of people that were going. So obviously we did have to check that people would be comfortable sharing beds and things like that, because it's much cheaper to book um, a room of four, which would be two sharing, two double beds. Um, so we just checked that people would be comfortable sharing and luckily most people were, um, but it's definitely something to think about when you are booking, if you're booking for a large group, especially with people that don't really know each other, if they are comfortable sharing a bed. And um, the only thing with hotels, I would say is that we initially struggled with what we were going to do if we wanted to do any kind of bridal hen party games, things like Mr. and Mrs. and how well do you know the bride and having the space to do that. So we did look into booking one of the larger compass club rooms, at the Newport Bay Hotel, but it ended up being a lot more expensive, even just adding one room on for that. And that would have been a room of six, but it just made the price kind of skyrocket. So it wasn't really an option, unfortunately for us. Um, But yeah, have a think about that definitely. And if you are planning to do anything like that, and you've got a big group where you're going to do everything, are you going to cram everyone into one room if you're playing any games or activities and things like that? Because the trip was postponed and Mercedes had a bridal shower, we actually ended up doing a lot of these games at her bridal shower. And so we didn't really need to then repeat them at the hen party. So it made that a little bit easier. But um, yeah, definitely things that, you know, you might want to consider and have a little bit of a think about before booking. We also decided that we wanted to make the room feel a little bit more special. So we ordered some balloons and banners and things like that. Um, And again, I'm not sure how (laughs) the people Mercedes was sharing with were going to go back. I think they were going to sneak in and put those things in the room before Mercedes got there. Um, But yeah, I'm not sure if that came into fruition or not. Um, Mercedes is very all knowing and very suspicious of people planning stuff so i don't know how well that would have got incorporated into the room but yeah things like balloons banners any kind of like hen party confetti contact the hotel let them know you're there for a special occasion anything that you can do to kind of make it a little bit more special then definitely go ahead and do hello
2: this is a message for mercedes from joe Just wanting to wish you a wonderful Disney hen in Paris. You've waited a very long time to be able to go on this hen after lots of ups and downs in the world of international travel. Uh, But we're all very excited to be going on this hen, finally celebrate with you. Um, What am I excited about for this hen? I'm looking forward to fireworks, Love a spectacle. Give me some parades, some shows. Love all of that. Love the entertainment. Uh, for rides, I can't wait to go on pirates, um, and just like mooching around the shops as well. So I'm really excited. Uh, if I was giving any tips for people planning hens, I had a lot of fun on the phone with the Disney <laughs> dining line, and well, first being on staying on hold on for an hour or two hours the main disney line which then hung up on me <laughs> um phoning the dining line uh, who some were quite good at helping me others not so much um and eventually getting through to the hotel because if you want to book food in the hotel you can't do it through the dining line all very confusing um but we got there in the end so all's good so yeah uh, can't wait for the hen Can't wait for this podcast and yeah, see you soon.
0: So, Jo obviously mentioned dining there and the nightmare that she had of trying to get through on the phone to try and book some of our dining options. I think at one point she had a two hour hold on the phone and then at the end of the two hours it just completely cut off. So, again, that was one of the more trickier parts of planning the trip. But in terms of dining, We decided to add on the half board plus plan, as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Um, It just made it so much easier. I think when you're going with a group, the idea of potentially splitting bills and things like that and individual payments at the end of a meal, it can kind of ruin a meal and it can get really complicated. So I would definitely recommend adding on the meal plan if you can. Um, And again, it doesn't make it that much more expensive. Like I said, in the beginning it was included and then when we rebooked we had to add it on as a separate but it didn't make the price go up too much which was was really great um and i think it just makes it so much easier for you and for the group as well because then you can outline what everybody is paying and what they're getting so you have to remember that if you're not adding on a meal plan you also now don't get breakfast included so your options are to add breakfast just breakfast or or add on the half board plus plan, which would be breakfast and one meal um, per day. So you can either have that as your your lunch or your evening. So for us, um, the group were there from Friday to Sunday, so two nights. So that means they get two meals as well. And there's about 15 restaurants that you can use this in. Um, Although at the moment, because of the time of year and also with COVID, not every restaurant was open. So it was a case of kind of looking around and seeing what we could book because also not everyone was taking bookings as well which was a real shame and we wanted to have it booked so we knew what timings being with that it was a bigger group definitely need to go ahead and plan this you can't just rock up to somewhere because people are going to be getting hungry and tired and places may not be able to see you and things like that so we actually decided to do something a little bit different for the friday and we booked the cape cod restaurant in the hotel um it's a buffet fish restaurant but they do have veggie and vegan options as well there are a couple of vegans in the group so that was quite important and we just thought that would be quite nice because it would give people a chance to kind of go back freshen up get glammed up a little bit and then go down to the restaurant and then the plan was to have cocktails um in the um captain's quarters the bar afterwards so yeah just quite a nice thing to do if you're paying for a nice hotel you might as well make the most of it so that's what we planned for the Friday and I'm sure Mercedes will let us know what the food was like and how the experience was. And then on the Saturday we booked of course Bistro Chez Remy because it is the best place to eat in Disneyland Paris, I mean it's in Walt Disney Studios, um, but yeah, food in Paris generally is quite slim picking as you've had us talk about this a lot before on the podcast, so yeah, it was without question going to be Remy's. One thing to bear in mind is being a large group, we had to, I think with both options, we had to do it as two separate bookings and they were sort of 15 minutes apart. So for example, we managed to see it eight people at nine o'clock and then seven people at 9.15. So I think they did say that we could call up and ask for the tables to be put together or as close together as possible, but it's just something to be aware of. If you are booking for a larger group, you may have to kind of split off um, and not all be sat around one table together one thing i am really disappointed about is character dining obviously not being back i would have loved to have booked that for mercedes for her hem party i think that it would have been so much fun and the interaction that the group would have got from the characters and vice versa would have been really really fun to see but alas it isn't currently available if you are on a half board meal plan or a meal plan then you can substitute your kind of credits for your meals um, to do character dining, we did this when we went in twenty twenty. We used one of our meals and put it towards the cost of going to the inventions brunch, and then had to pay a fee on top of that. So it's definitely worth bearing in mind if character dining does come back soon. There are some of more affordable ways to do it. So things like doing breakfast in Auberge was not too bad. I think originally when I looked, it was about fifteen euros to add it on instead of having breakfast in the hotel which is pretty good really considering it's going to be a character dining experience so yeah i would have loved to have done that but unfortunately it just was not possible it was also quite tricky with booking um because i don't know if they normally do this but it seemed that with this trip disneyland paris announced their times for park opening and closing and shows and fireworks really quite late. So they did eventually put them up on the app, I believe it was maybe even less than a week before. So when we were booking times for dining, we kind of had to do it as a bit of a stab in the dark and kind of guess what time the fireworks would be. Um, And then we would have had to try and amend them if it didn't work, because, you know, we knew Mercedes would want to see the fireworks probably on both nights. So we didn't want that to interfere with any kind of dining bookings. So yeah, again, that's something to take into consideration is the time the park closed, time Times of the fireworks and the shows and things like that, and when you're going to book your 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 dinners, um, obviously they can be lunches as well if you do want to book them earlier on in the day.
3: Hi Mercedes, wishing you the most magical of times on your Disney honeymoon. I am so excited that you're finally getting your hen weekend, and that we will all be back in a Disney park for the first time since before the pandemic. I absolutely cannot wait to get there, to watch the fireworks, to go on my favourite rides and to see what's on offer for the 30th anniversary celebrations. It's been so much fun helping to plan the hen and coming up with ideas for games and activities and planning the itinerary. But there have, of course, been some challenges. I think one of the main things we've faced is keeping up with the COVID rules and restrictions. So I've been monitoring the COVID situation and putting together all the travel information and the itinerary. Lots of things have changed over the past few months. We've gone from needing multiple tests, um, paperwork, to now only needing our COVID passes and one piece of paperwork. So we are so lucky that it's worked out really well for us. But there were times when we didn't know if we'd even be able to go So I'd say this was one of the biggest challenges, as it is for anyone booking a trip during a pandemic. I'm sure lots of people um, can relate to that, particularly over the last couple of years. Um, But I'm so happy that is going ahead. We got there in the end and I cannot wait for the weekend and I hope you have the best time.
0: So it's, it's hard to talk about this trip without acknowledging COVID as being a thing because I mean, it was meant to happen, obviously, in the way any hen party does and be prior to Mercedes wedding. And obviously that could not unfortunately happen. And it's also the reason that I could not go as well. So yeah, thanks COVID. Um, but as Steph mentioned there, Steph was kind of our designated COVID, um, watcher. So she kept a very good eye on the COVID rules. And again, if you're booking a trip anytime soon with things constantly changing, Hopefully they won't so much. Now, I would definitely designate one person and that be kind of their entire responsibility because otherwise too many cooks, it can get really complicated. People finding different bits of information, hearing different things. You need to just assign one person to kind of be your COVID specialist. Um, And Steph was really, really on top of it in that sense. And the rules did keep changing. I mean, it was up in the air a lot, as I said at the beginning, a few months before, we weren't even sure at one point if this trip was going to be able to go ahead with all the testing and things like that but fortunately you know in the last sort of month or so things have got a lot more lax and it seemed like it was possible so actually in the end it was really quite straightforward and simple they really didn't have to do too much in terms of being able to leave the UK get into France and then come back again so All you need currently to be able to do is you have to have proof of your vaccine status. You need to be double jabbed and you can show that on the NHS app. It is advisable to download the French health app as well. And you may need to scan that getting into the parks and things like that. Again, I'm not sure if that's something that is still happening at the moment, but I'm sure Mercedes will fill us in on that. Um, They do accept the NHS app, but I think sometimes it doesn't work with the QR code. So it's advisable to get the French health app as well. You also need to complete a sworn statement for your entry into France. And then you need to complete a passenger locator form for your return to the UK as well. But yeah, there's no isolating. There's no testing to leave the UK, get into France and coming back again. So much more straightforward than it has been. I think this is probably the most straightforward it's been in a long, long time. So now is a very good time to book a trip to to Disneyland Paris, why not? It's very, very straightforward. There are also some things that may have changed because of Brexit. So now you also may have to show um, proof of a hotel booking or accommodation wherever you're staying, proof of your insurance and proof of your funds to be able to cover your trip and your return ticket to show that you intend to return home as well. And your passport must be valid for three months after your date of return. So just some things to bear in mind in terms of COVID and Brexit if you are booking a trip over there anytime soon. Everything else I would say has been pretty straightforward. Um, Obviously, we've already touched upon the transport element and how easy it has been for us and dealing with with Eurostar and they've actually been really good as well they've kind of in the past couple of weeks been sent the past couple of weeks before the trip have been sending um lots of emails with reminders of what to do and exactly what is needed and things like that so I think it's quite difficult to miss anything but you definitely want to kind of have your eye on the ball and make sure that nothing is changing at the final hour before you go. So then let's talk about some of the fun stuff in terms of the actual plan for the weekend and I'm sure you will hear a lot more about this when Mercedes does her um, kind of trip summary next week and I think for the couple weeks after that as well I think we're going to go through it in a lot of detail. Um, so as I mentioned, one thing we did was create some games and activities for the Eurostar. We also had a lot of little quizzes and things like that just to entertain people in ride queues. So yeah, just anything that you can kind of have up your sleeve. Mercedes loves a quiz and a game and even better if it's competitive and it's got prizes. So we thought, you know, the more things like that we can have up our sleeve, the better to just kind of whip out every now and again, you know, if the mood's kind of getting a bit lull, people are getting a bit bored in the queue then anything like that that you can have, definitely do it. One thing we knew that we wanted to do quite early on was Disney bounding. So this took a little bit of organisation, um, being reminded that it was 16 people. So we didn't want anyone to duplicate. So we got people to share in a WhatsApp group what their Disney bound was gonna be. Um, There are some people on the trip that have not been to Disney before, are not particularly Disney fans, so they needed a little bit of help and some suggestions. But again, I'm pre-recording this, um, so I don't know what the kind of finished image of everyone is going to look like, but I can't wait to see photos. And I'm sure Mercedes will be sharing some photos on social media of everyone in their Disney bound. But we had some people going as we have Aurora, we had Cinderella, Mrs. Incredible, Dumbo, Belle, um, Black Panther, which was a really cool one, Sorcerer Mickey. So a really, really great selection of characters. We didn't want Mercedes to know about this. So this was quite difficult in terms of planning what her Disney bound was going to be. And obviously it was a no-brainer. Her favourite character is Jasmine. So we decided to Disney bound her as Jasmine, but we didn't want to do your traditional Jasmine. So we decided to go for bridal Jasmine, from Aladdin and the King of Thieves. So Jo was in charge of putting together the Disneybound outfit for Mercedes. And as I previously mentioned, Mercedes is very suspicious and very all knowing. Um, so trying to get her to bring a white dress um, was somewhat of a question mark how we were gonna do that. We thought about getting grumpy to sneak one out of her house um, without her knowing. But in the end, it was easier to just ask her to bring a white dress. And then it kind of gave the enigma of a costume theme or a dress code to hopefully get her a little bit excited about the trip and what was going to happen. And then we ordered a veil and we ordered some gold accessories. And again, do check our Twitter and Instagram because we will definitely be posting what the finish looked, looked like. If you're not sure what Disney bounding is, then Disney bounding is simply taking kind of trademarks and colours from a character's costume and making it into your own. So it can be kind of as on-brand or as loose as you want it to be. So for example, as I've said, Mercedes went as bridal Jasmine. So we ha- asked her to bring a white dress and we got her some gold accessories, which follow along with what bridal Jasmine wears. We also got her a veil as well. Um, if you were going to do... Bell, for example, you might wear a yellow top and then a red accessory to represent the rose. There's lots and lots of different ways that you can do it and you can make it as subtle or as obvious as you like without actually dressing up as the character. So it's just a really nice way to kind of tie group in together. So again, I think a really, really good thing to do for a hen party. And it seemed that lots of people were getting really into it as well with like planning and, you know, deciding what they were going to be and what they were going to take. So yeah, definitely something I would recommend. Another hen party-esque thing that I would recommend doing for a hen party Disneyland is a scavenger hunt. So this is something that Dan, Mercedes Bridesman, put together and basically, we were going to allocate a couple of hours for groups to go around and find certain things around the park. So we had things, for example, like take a photo outside Mercedes' favourite ride or recreate a music scene from a Disney movie, things like that. And then, I mean, you don't want to give loads and loads of time because obviously, you know, time at Disney is precious and you have a lot to cram in. But just giving everyone, you know, an hour and a half, two hours to kind of go around and do this. Again, it's just those little things that kind of make it a little bit unique from your normal sort of Disney trip and make it a little bit more special and a bit more hen party-ish. One thing we also decided that we wanted to do was to incorporate the groom into the weekend in some way. And if you listen to the podcast regularly, you will know that on Chat Disney here, we refer to Chris as... Grumpy. This is something that Mercedes started doing. So we decided to order a Grumpy plushie from Shop Disney. And we then came up with a series of kind of challenges and photo spots in which Mercedes would have to get a photo with Grumpy. And again, just to add a little bit more fun into the weekend and to, you know, add Chris the groom um, into the weekend as well. So Again, this is something that I really can't wait to see the photos from and I'm sure they will also be posted up on our social media. You can see what Mercedes and Grumpy got up to in Disneyland. And then the final thing we decided to do, which would be a nice thing, to make it a bit special was cocktail evenings so unfortunately the Disneyland Hotel is currently closed for refurbishment which rules out Cafe Fantasia which normally would have been absolutely without question first port of call Cafe Fantasia is lovely you don't have to be staying at the Disneyland Hotel to go there you don't need a booking you can just rock up and it is a lovely lovely cocktail bar they have some really great offerings they have Um, some people playing classical Disney songs on a piano. It's a really, really nice atmosphere in there. But unfortunately, because the hotel is closed, that option was ruled out. So we decided instead to arrange cocktails at captain's quarter in the hotel. And then it's kind of optional for people, you know, if they're tired, they can go back to their room. If they want to just go for one or however many, then you've got, you know, the option essentially on your doorstep. So yeah, just nice little extra things to do to make the trip a little bit more special. We also told people to kind of bring a change of clothes and get glammed up a little bit for this just to make it feel a little bit nice Um, and yeah, more like a hen party and a little bit of a special touch. So I think that pretty much concludes everything in terms of how we went about the booking process and some of the activities and things that have been included into the hen weekend um I guess the last thing to say is just again that I am so so gutted Mercedes that I wasn't been able to make it to your hen party it feels really wrong that I'm not there on your hen party um but I hope you have had the absolute best time I cannot wait to see all the photos and videos and hear every single little detail everything about it and for our listeners' At home you can join us over the next couple of weeks or i say us you can join mercedes and a series of guest co-stars Um, to talk about the hen party in much more detail and they will also be talking about the 30th anniversary celebrations as well so do tune in same time same place next week for that there's not going to be a segment today as it is me on my own and this is the last you will hear from me for a little while but don't worry i will be back at some point in the not too distant future. So I will look forward to speaking to you soon and for now I leave you in the very capable hands of Mercedes. Bye for now.
3: Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.